Welcome everybody to episode 15 of the Chilled Esports Podcast. I am your host once more, Eugene Caffin, and I am joined alongside me today by my co-host, my good friend, Joseph Ray. Joey, how are you, man? I am excellent, Eugene. I am absolutely excited to be here, and it is, I've had a great couple of weeks. Yes, yeah. It, oh man, it's been, been, it's been a while. It has been a while. Mm, we just it's definitely been a while. Yeah, things just kept getting in the way of us getting getting on the microphones. Yeah, absolutely. And things got in the way of me uh, actually <laughs> getting on the computer because I was busy with um, IRL, which you know, it's always lame. Yeah, I know. It's always a drag. It uh, <laughs> keeps us away from our real love, Blizzard. Blues. <laughs> Jeez, uh, mom, just maybe some tendies. God. <laughs> yeah, no. What the fuck? More, more pizza pockets. <laughs> pizza pockets. Yeah, I believe they call them hot pockets over in America. Uh, yeah, America's a strange land of um, orange and blue lumpers. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have some crazy wall policies or something. Um, the, well, the only good walls, of course, are ones that are side by side with turrets. Yeah. Because <laughs> you need the wall and you need the idea. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just to, like, you know, keep out the rabbits. Yeah, but, uh, but be careful, though, because if the enemy's Terran, they, they could build jetpacks and just jump over anything. Oh, so. uh, yeah, they could too. Fucking Reaper. Fucking yeah, Reaper the rush. Reaper it's bullshit. Like, okay, so. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. Just FYL, all of my comments should be uh, understood in the context of strategy games. <laughs> <laughs> they should be at all times. At all times. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's just uh, jump into this podcast. Let's get our episode 15 underway. And we'll start off with our week at Blizzard. What do you mean, Blizzard added monks before demon hunters? I'm afraid my condition has left me cold. Um, the weak always fall. All right, man. I will uh, go first because I am assuming I have a larger week of Blizzard than you. Yes, um, I'm sure you do. <laughs> okay, that's cool. All right, man. So I start off with uh, the big one, like the big elephant in the universe at the moment that's taking up everybody's time is good old World of Warcraft. It is, um, it is rocking everybody's socks off right now. Yeah, I heard there were a couple of, uh, say, let's say, world-changing events. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking understatement. That is a... Some, uh, yeah. some great morals. Some great morals coming in there. Oh, yeah. Some shades of morally evil. <laughs> chaotic evil. Yeah. <laughs> some shades of chaotic evil. Yeah, some shades of chaotic evil. Anyway, um, yeah, so if, if nobody knows, uh, it was the War of Thorns that happened... Um, I think it was last week, actually, that was just causing a major ruckus, and I remember playing through it, and I remember uh, watching the cinematic for the first time, and I'm watching it, and, you know, everything's good, like, Arthur shows up, all this, like, cool stuff, we'll talk about it later, um, but it was just, it was just awesome, and the minute that I heard about what happened, I was like, oh, fuck, she done did it now, <laughs> You know? All hope is lost. Yeah. <laughs> Can't I? I'm like, oh god, he's oh man, this is so <laughs> lame. Anyway, um, yeah, so the cinematics were pretty nuts. I, uh, I, I, um, I did like um the way that it was done. Like the art style was really cool. 
I don't know yeah, if definitely. you had the same opinion about that. Yeah, but um, you know, I have some opinions about it. Now's probably not the time for it, but um, you know, it 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 happened. It did happen. Um, should we do spoilers in this episode, or are we assuming people you know, know already? BFA re- like releases in forty eight hours. If you haven't seen it, I think that's your fault. Okay. Yeah. So, um, okay. We're going to talk about it for probably the next three to four minutes. So if you yeah, want to sure. like, if you want to be spoiler free, even though I highly doubt you are, because if you went anywhere on the internet in the past two weeks, you would have found out. But also, uh, yeah. Gilly, we totally spoiled it during the, the Heroes um, live cast as well. Oh, did you? <laughs> 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 that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's cool. Anyway. Um, so... Yeah, what were your what were your opinions on it? Let's just jump straight in, man. What were your opinions on it? You know, I didn't actually know why the tree was getting burned. So, because because I thought it was a, a big epic event. Because the last time we lost the world tree, um, Archibald was like climbing up it to fucking fuck up the universe with the with the, the sunwell or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and this time it's just like I'm just a needle bitch, and I'm like, cool. I mean, that's that's badass, but. Don't we need a world tree? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it integral to Azeroth being or Freya or something? Like Um, no, that particular world tree was a bunch of druids like Fandral Staghelm going, hmm, I want another tree. And, yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah. so, so, so he makes a he makes a, a beta male tree just for the night elves to live in. Yes, that's exactly what it did. And not but the thing <laughs> about it is it back in vanilla. Real wow. Um, we heard the story about a bunch of wayward druids, you know, but it didn't have nature's blessing, like meaning the aspects yeah, sure. didn't bless it. So it was always destined to like die. The aspects is in uh, Therizane or is in the five dragons? No, the dragons. Oh, the dragons, right. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was them or some or <coughs> some other like natural force that bestowed the night elves with immortality. Oh, yeah. And they lost that, right? Yeah, yeah, they lost it with the other, yeah, with, um, uh, thingy. So does this mean they can't be wisps anymore? No, 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 they, they're still wisps, but they just okay. don't, like, they're not immortal. Right, okay. Yeah, they'll live for a really long time, but they're not immortal like they were before. Like, I don't yeah. think, I don't think they can live, you know, for thousands and thousands of years. Well, I, I do sort of like do the time skips with Chromie, and it's like... It's fucking Malfurion, and it's the same Malfurion as he as you see in the future. I'm like, man, how old is this dude? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, he's really old, really, really old. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, I um, I I did like the destruction of the tree. Um, it could sort of could puts a cool refugee story on the night elves, which might which might turn out kind of interesting. Mm, yep, yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I really like Savannah being a badass bitch and just being super evil, but um, I don't see how they're going for morally gray with this because, to me, I thought this was about her getting a, an afterlife for her people, but maybe she's just being a dick. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, there are a lot of different um, takes on it, and I've heard a lot of different opinions. Um, the big one that I think really speaks out to me is that, like, she's not meant to be that impulsive. She's always meant to, like, have a plan behind what she's doing. Yeah, definitely. Like, she was always cold and cunning, calculated. Um, but, yeah, but I think it's more, you know, lazy writing. They're saying, oh, yeah, this is, like, she's just evil. 
But that's why we need a war, but, you know, that she started in the first place for almost no reason. Well, it started because um, she wanted to save the Horde on the uh, final stand against Gul'dan, right? Um, when the Burning Legion invaded. What? Burning Legion invades, uh, Varian goes up heroically, survives the Metabas back, but then she retreats. Yeah. So she retreated to save the Horde. Yep, she did. And then she became evil. Like, I, like the, there's obviously a gap there that I'm not aware of. Yeah, well, um, yeah, because you, you didn't play a little bit through Legion. Um, okay. She was going to, like, capture all of the Valkyrie so that her people could live forever. Um, yeah. But then, like, Gen, uh, you know, st- uh, took that away from her. Um, oh. Yeah, there was a big scene in Stormheim. You would have seen it. You just forgot about it. But um, the, yeah, the big thing about it was, it, it, like, initially it was meant to be, I'm starting this war because I don't want the Alliance to get, you know, uh, to have any access to Azerite. Because if they do, they're going to obliterate us because they hate us. Right. Yeah. So but that, that, was, that was the original reason why. And she never actually wanted to burn Teldrassil. She wanted to occupy it so that, um, that they controlled all, pretty much all of Kalimdor and all of the Azerite. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and then there was just like this one part where she just, you know, goes off the rails and, you know, some like night elf person crying for her just sends her completely mad and, you know, tell, you know, says, oh yeah, just burn the fucking tree. And I'm like, yeah, it's so, it's so weird. And it, it feels like um, the writers are taking a very easy way out to create someone that's a bad guy and the morally gray part isn't necessarily sylvanas it's um Daofang. yeah sure because he is you know not cool with this really like he's just not cool with any of it i mean i don't see why he's got more reason to kill us than anybody else <laughs> yeah i know but it's the way that she's going about it <laughs> yeah sure yeah and then that brings us to like the second cinematic right which is which was really fucking awesome, I have to say. Deathbringer South Ag. <laughs> um, yes, but the old, yeah, the, um, what is it, old warrior? South Ag, the older, yeah. Yeah, old soldier, that's it, old soldier. Old soldier, old soldier, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, like, that dropped, like, pretty much straight afterwards, and, um... Man, I like that, it was, it was really heartwarming. It was, um, yeah, it was. I, so... I really felt like a, like a heartwarming connection between two characters, and I, I, I liked it. Yeah, me too. I thought it was really good. The um, the dubbed uh, Zappy Boy. <laughs> Zappy. Yeah, Zappy Boy. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, I, I thought that was really good. And uh, it really spun the morally gray on the whole situation. And I think that's what Blizzard was really going for when they, um, when they, when they said that. Because, see, the other fucking thing that I didn't like was that Blizzard were like, oh, the burning of the tree, it's a big mystery. It's not going to be what you think. And I'm like, <laughs> and then, like, because then everyone spun out of proportion. They're like, no, 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 it's not Sylvanas, even though she's clearly evil. It's going to be some, like, thing that happens that, you know, it's it's going to be somebody else or some random thing. Deathwing's back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Yeah, somehow Deathwing's back, or people <laughs> people were throwing out everywhere, like it was the Night Elves trying to burn it so that it couldn't get occupied. It was Jaina going off the fucking rails. The Night um, Elves is a pretty interesting theory, actually. I like yeah, that one. Um, it was Ashara, was another theory. Um, uh, also, it was Jaina, like, you know she's an Ice Mage, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, she, she, she can do what she wants. 
Yeah, true. Anyway, so that that was what got me upset on like a few levels about it in general because I was just like, after the initial shock, I was just like, great. You know, <laughs> that was just yeah, my sure. reaction. Um, sure, sure. But anyway, but I saw the morally gray as in the Salfang thing, and uh, you haven't done it yet. Um, so I'll save some spoilers uh, about the battle for Lordaeron. Um, let's just say there is a lot more morally gray that happens with the battle uh, for Lordaeron, especially concerning um, Salfang. Ah, uh, cool. Looking forward to it. Mm. All right, let's uh, end the spoiler segment here. Yep. Um, Anyway, yeah, so that was uh, that that part which we had to talk about. I just yeah, I could, definitely. Yeah, I well, couldn't I mean, hold on to that. I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this. I know, I know, I know. It's the biggest talking point. Anyway, so um, after that, I was a bit dry on WoW. I was um, doing all of the Darkshore dailies to get all of my characters leveled up, and then um, it was yesterday when you finally got your pre-order uh, and you got your uh, level one hundred. My level oh, 110. No. Yeah, you were doing a trial first up, but I decided to play one of my other characters. And yeah. Joey, I got a taste of leveling again. <laughs> the beast that is leveling. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though I'd done it a lot of times in Legion, I've done it a fuck ton of times by now. Um, yeah, it was just something really good about playing it on the Windwalker Monk. Um, and yeah. man, I'm just a sucker for class fantasy as well. Like... I think I've nearly done all of them at this point, except for Hunter. And, um, oh, dude, have just... You, have you done Mage already? Oh, no, I haven't done Mage, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mage. you got Mage left as well. Yeah, I haven't done Mage, I haven't done Hunter, but I think I've done the rest. I think you have. Um, I can pretty much name every class that you've played, like, based on the character that you are, so... Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, so I've done all the other ones, and man, all of the class fantasy stuff was so fucking awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I was just having a good time with it with a monk, and I just decided that I wanted to level it. So it turns out I have roughly forty-eight hours to go up six level. I don't know four levels now. <laughs> My man. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's just to good, get it ready. Good luck on monk tomorrow. That's all I'm gonna say. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you're gonna be there. And you go oh, quick. You yeah. like 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 left up one hand, quickly playing. Yeah, and I think I'm just gonna like motor home, like you know, at you know, at the fucking second that I'm allowed to leave. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so that that's basically uh, <laughs> what I've been doing in WoW. Um, another thing that happened, man. There's so much shit going down. Um, Hearthstone, the Brimsday released. Boomsday. Yeah. Did you get um? You got Mechadraxus? Yes, yes, I did. I did pre-order. I got the Mega Mechadrax. Bundle, and um, I got Mega Jaraxxus, which is really cool. I haven't actually used him yet because I don't. I don't want to play any Warlock decks at the moment. Um, okay, what are you liking? I'm liking a cup. I'm liking a couple of things. I'm liking, even though I'm not. I haven't had a lot of success with it. I'm liking um, Mech Hunter. Mech Hunter. Yeah. So the whole idea is that you spawn these Goblin bombs. Yeah. That um yeah that deal two damage to your opponent, and then with the new mechanic um, magnetic, you can make these bombs um a bit of a menace. So you know you can buff them to give them stats so that they're actually a threat to your opponent, but they don't also want to kill it because then they have to trade into it and take two damage to the face. So 
it's um it presents a really good opportunity for some two for ones and whatnot and i just find it really fun to to do the whole magnetic bomb thing yeah sure i think i saw that going off in one of your games as well like um the player had no option because they had two health left and your bomb did two damage and they couldn't kill the bomb because the bomb would kill them yeah but the bomb also had like two attack yeah 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 that's <laughs> like cool. well that, that's just checkmate you know? winning combo <laughs> Unless they can silence it. That's the only time that they could, um, yeah, they could win. Yeah, sure, but it's a rogue and rogue's gay, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I like that. I like Mech Paladin as well. Mech Paladin's pretty sweet. Uh, same deal, except instead of, like, bombs, you just, like, play mechs that you can magnetize and have general paladin buffs going around, which is really cool. Yep. And um, the last thing is I really, really want to play with Dr. Boom. Uh, Dr. Boom is a shaman? No, Dr. Boom is a warrior hero card. Oh, he's a, he's a warrior, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. They gave it, they gave it to warrior. I, I, I think Dr. Boom really could have gone almost anywhere except for the magic users, I suppose. Like, yeah. Yeah, so he, he is a warrior, um, and he has some really cool abilities. And I've been seeing, like, a varying different amounts of um, doc, like decks forward that play Dr. Boom. Yeah. Um. But I haven't really like been sold on one because I'm not sure if I want to play control or I want to play a mid range or a mech style. So I'm just holding off. I have about three thousand and uh, three and a half thousand dust that I can so, use to craft some shit. So Boom's control style. Um. Yeah. He does. Okay. So he he generates a lot of value. Um, yeah. Sure. So I think he benefits from the game going longer. Right, I see. Yeah, so I think that's the whole idea behind it is that you'll get a shit ton of value, um, and he costs seven mana, which means he's not going to be out until at, you know at least turn seven. And by that point, a lot of things would have happened. You may have even won or lost the game. So I think he does lend himself to more of a control style. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just waiting around to see if there are any good archetypes with uh, Doctor Broom, and then um, I, I'll I really want to craft him. Because uh, you know he's he's just a really awesome character, and I really like this whole uh, Boomsday thing. I think it's like made for me because you know I love the science. Science. Yeah. Anyway, immediately yes. turns into a chicken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Good old Peter Whalen. <laughs> now a chicken. Yeah. Confirmed. Anyway. Oh yeah. So that was my week, dude. Uh, how was your week? So. Uh, last two weeks, the reason we didn't have a show last week was mostly my fault. Um, I'm actually alone for the next month. Um, my fiance has gone to America to tr to travel, oh, yeah. and I'm happy to announce that I'm living full bachelor mode, maximum tendies. Uh, yeah. Uh, for an entire month, which which leaves me like a month to game. So I was I was having like maximum quality time. Yeah. Sure. Uh, in the lead up. Yeah, yeah, right, so, right. Lots of Netflix and chill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, not, not strictly related to Blizz, but uh -huh. I've also got my... Because having kicked my fiancé out, I now have um, a new Warcraft character called Alewoman. Oh, yeah, sure, dude. She's a little 110 dwarf, uh, dwarf shaman. Mm -hmm. And I am ready... Yep. To be first to level 120. <laughs> You're ready to spread some ale. I'm ready to spread the ale. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I hear that, that enhancement is a bit half-baked at the moment, so um, I'm not sure how that's going to go, but I think you'll have fun with it either way. Um, there's no way that I couldn't have fun with an enhancement because it, it's basically my favorite challenge spec. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I'm always a big enhanced fan. Yeah, um, like because I, I don't like the shaman as a caster sort of thing. I sort of see them as like a an elementally infused warrior. Yeah, which is sort of the, the enhancement thing. Yeah, it's the whole thrall business, you know. Yeah. Plus, yeah. like, I have the fucking doom hammer. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you haven't been around in Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. People have been sick of the Doom Hammer, and you're just like the Doom Hammer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm a noob. Hello. <laughs> Hello. You can find me at Woodley Gaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, I've also been playing some Diablo three uh, with some good friends, and I'm, I've, I'm getting my Paragon levels. Yeah, sweet. Uh, I, I know everyone listening to this is obviously already Paragon level 400, but you know, just give me a break. I only just entered Torment, uh, Torment 2. Yeah, I know. We haven't really experienced some high level Torment yet. No, but it's good. It's good. Like, I, I really feel um, there's like a real sweet spot where the demons don't die too fast, but they're still sort of easy and you, can, you still feel like you're like wrecking them. Yeah, yeah, sure. And yeah, I'm I'm pretty much still there with Diablo, or, or where I'm having a good time. Mm. Yeah, that's when it starts to get good, like when the keywords actually, you know, make a difference. Oh man, I'll tell you, like you get a you get a three keyword boss, and like there was one guy where his base ability was he'd root you. I don't know his base ability was to, like he'd do charge and do a massive damage, and you meant to dodge. Mm, yeah, like, right. So he'd jail you and then charge you. Oh. Damn. And I was like, oh man, what do I do with this? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> pretty also, nasty. He also has like extra tough and fucking arcane enchanted. So there's all these arcane arcane nonsense flying around me. He's rooting me, he's charging me, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> What do I do with this? <laughs> yeah, dude. Sounds nuts. Yeah, but definitely a good time, definitely a good time. Yeah, cool, cool. Oh, so uh, that's if my uh, stories of Blizz in the last little while. Yeah, cool. So, um, man, there's one last thing that we need to say as far as Blizzard news is is concerned. Yep. Is we're here in Queensland, Australia for the BFA launch. That we are. So uh, it turns out that we are getting the launch at 8 o'clock in the morning on a, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is about um, like 3 p.m. over on the 13th for uh, for people over in America because they're doing this whole, which I like, I'm going to say it's fucking crazy, uh, worldwide launch. Yeah. Good yeah. luck, servers. Yeah. I'm leaving you. Yeah, I know. Man, after like the last patch, I, uh, I'm i a little concerned, but not overly. Um, but do you know what? But for us here in Queensland, we have this crazy public holiday for our local show yeah yeah it's one of those uh queensland only fuck you the rest of australia holidays (laughs) yes yes you know what though um if you want public holidays you need to go to adelaide they have the most public holidays uh of any state or territory really yep yep look it up anyway so uh yeah we have a public holiday on the day after so yeah boy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that means um, we're well on our way to level 120. 
Hey, man. Well, literally a 24-hour gaming session is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, get the hot pockets and the chicken titties. Yeah, from, from Tuesday night to Wednesday night, 24 hours. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yep, 24-hour gaming sesh. Oh, man. It's going to be intense. It's going to remind me of the old days. The old days. Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, that that just about does it for everything in Blizzard and Blizzard News. So let us get on to really the only esports happening this week, which is some Heroes Esports. I have a PhD in PvP. You have some skill. Talent? Ah, that seems generous. What? I mean, I knew I could do that. All right, man. The biggest event that splits this podcast directly in half. The Western yes. Clash. And it sucks. <laughs> I mean, they're not like... Okay, so as far as how many teams are left, uh, I think it's pretty uh, pretty evenly spread. Yeah, except only the bad NA teams are left. So <laughs> we're obviously going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so... Um, a couple of things that I wanted to note about the Western Clash. One, I had no idea that Gillyweed spoiled things, which was, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, oh yeah. But um, one one um, addition to the um, to the broadcast was um, color, which I thought was really interesting because I'm pretty sure that guy used to be the Tempo Storm coach. Oh really. Yeah. I was wondering why he was giving biased casting. <laughs> you know what? He was actually, I was looking for it. I was like, you're going to be biased. I know it. Yeah. But, but he, uh, he no. wasn't biased. No, he no, wasn't. He, he was he, really it's, good. It's really fair. It's really fair. Yeah. And I, I am actually quite excited to have, um, to have someone on, on the uh, casting desk because there was one in particular. I'm going to go over one of the series that I watched today. He basically said, this is how the team fight's going to go down. And then yeah. it just did. Yeah. And I was just the, like, man, you're a fucking place. wizard. You know, <laughs> you just know how things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you watch these for long enough, you can sort of see the um, the setup and like what the players are thinking, like as they go into the, as they as they sort of funnel in, you're like, all right, all right. Here's, here's the strategy for this team, his strategy for this team. Mm. And then you're like, you, you make a guess and like, for me, twenty five percent of the time I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Twenty five percent of the time I'm like a bit off. <laughs> yeah, because because you think, oh yeah, this is what I would do if I was in that particular situation, and only like yeah. a quarter of the time is it usually the right thing. What the pros, well, not necessarily the right thing, but what the pros do, and then yeah. you just think, holy shit, how the fuck do they, you know, all this other crazy business. Oh man, there there are things where like I'm like, man, that guy's right, but he's just not. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it. It you know that that's why they get paid for it. And... But yeah, like like there are other things where I'm like, this is why I'm in Wood League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is exactly why. Uh anyway, um, so did you want to uh uh tell us about one of the series that you've been watching, man? Yeah, sure. So the series I wanted I wanted to get into was Tempo Storm versus Method. Oh yeah, sure. What day was this one on? Uh, day two, I believe. Oh, sorry, day one. Day one. Oh yeah, cool. Man, yep. this would have been a pretty uh, a pretty high tier match. It's uh, Tempo Storm versus Method, but 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was like, I'm looking forward to it because I'm like, man, these are actually like the two teams that I really like. Like, because because methods methods one of my faves. Yeah. Sure. And Tempest, I'm like, yeah, I've heard of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> these North American scrubs. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I gotta say, uh, Tempest Storm could have pulled it out. And Method just got ahead of them. Like, well, like overall, that's how the series went. And it was really fun to watch. It was it was fun to watch every stage of it because every single game had like this moment where Tempest Storm could have easily taken the game, but Method overcame them. Oh, right. Because I feel like Tempest Storm had more. Uh, they had a better overall play in some sense, but Method was beating them on the team fights and the the key engagements. And the thing that made it interesting was that in game two, Method lost the key engagement, and it's like holy shit! Oh and then and the Tempest Storm like just took game two off him. I was like, holy shit! Tempest Storm's gonna reverse sweep. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. So, so as you're aware from last. Uh, show, I'm looking to a different form of note-taking. So instead of going through the full play-by-play, I'm going through a sort of a, a more condensed view, view of the game. Mm, yeah, sure, man. So the first game was um, Infernal Shrines. And interesting picks and bands. Uh, Alex Straza, first band. I, th- I, I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, yep, definitely. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. And Irel Abatha on the Method team. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. So I'm like, Irel Abatha. And then it was the Irel Abatha and then Muradin and Stukov. Mm. And the question is, if you're going to jump in on this team, how many ways do they have to knock you back? Abatha's got to fight Irel. Like, spoiler alert. fighting Irel. Mm-hmm. They've got two Irel knockbacks, a Muradin stun, and a Stukov fuck off. Yeah, dude, that sounds nuts. Yeah, so there's basically just because you have Diablo and Karazim in the other team and Thrall, so they those three guys want to go in and like like fuck you up with the rapid melee factory. Yeah, yeah, sure. And what are they going to do? Because they because they're just going to get knocked back every time. That's what was happening. Yeah, yeah, because you just wait for them to come in and then you uh, trade out the knockback, right? Exactly. And the key turnaround here was level eleven, uh, second try. Hmm. So everyone has ulties, and you know the Rainer ulti flies over, the Blaze bunker goes down, um, Thrall's earthquake goes, rrr, 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 and and Diablo's fire, yeah, just, fire breath is fucking going off everywhere, yeah, just sweeps across the enemy team, and then uh, Method pull back, and then they come back with their ulties. It's like okay, okay, that was your turn, this is our turn. Yeah, right. <laughs> and basically, they just took the point of that, and it was a slow snowball from there. So. To method, they um, like it was a, it was a no kill control point, but you could see that that was the fight where method hooked their advantage and they never let go of it. Yeah, sure, that is the mark of a good team, right? Where yeah. you know you create your advantage and you just you just don't let up on it. Exactly, and like I was seeing it on full display in that game, and that was great. Yeah, cool. That sounds really awesome. Yeah, but um, so it wasn't a play of the game fight that won the game for them. It was that level eleven fight, I reckon. So if if you're gonna watch the game, check out the level eleven. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, 
so game two, Tales of Doom. So this was this was curious because Tempo Storm were losing this game. Like I was I was looking at like our oh, Tempo Storm, come on. Are you yeah. guys really not speed? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna lose two nil to method and, and they're gonna they're gonna stomp you game one and two. Yeah shit. Oh, so by the way, MVP in this game, uh Diablo versus the pumpkin. Oh, um, really? So, did you think that the only way to stop the pumpkins was Stook of Silence? Um, I thought that that was one of the ways. You just also stopped them from just, like, getting there. Yeah, absolutely. So, what if I told you uh, Diablo has the ability to wrestle the pumpkin away from the tower for about, um, I think, three and a half seconds. Oh, really? Holy crap. Yeah, because yeah, cause if you just chain Diablo's abilities in such a way... He'll, he'll wrestle the pumpkin away for about three and a half seconds. <laughs> That's cool. That's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Diablo versus Pumpkin was obviously the, the, the play of the game. Oh, yeah, the play of the game, MVP. Give that man $1,000. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, so, this is really tense. So, Method's just taken the fourth tower. So, mm. so, the, so they've got four towers. Like, you know, they're, they're like in a strong position. Mm-hmm. And Method's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to take these guys. And Method's running, uh, let's have a look. So Method's running Zeratul, Greymane, uh, Stukov, Arel, Muradin. Yeah. So so they've got they've got three squishies and two dive tanks. Huh? And Tempo Storm's running Sergeant Hammer, Genji, uh, Blaze, Diablo, Jacket. Oh yeah, cool. And like I, I thought this was pretty good, pretty interesting because of the other side of Hammer versus Zero Tool. I'm like, <laughs> how's this gonna play out? <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Um, and it it was it was, it was, it was, it was like a couple cool back and forth. But mm. the interesting thing, the Southern Hammer was actually relevant apart from like the consistent damage in in this particular fight. But this was a big turnaround. So Decker Kane starts laying down the Hydric Scroll, mm-hmm. and then Blaze gets a triple stun on. Zeratul, Greymane, and Stukov because Irel and Muradin jump in on Sergeant Hammer. Oh, right. Yeah, so Blaze is just like, well, I'm just going to engage then. I'm just going to engage, and they're at the bottom tip of the triangle of the Herodric Scroll. Oh, man. That sounds nasty. Herodric Scroll, Blaze, Extract. It's just one, two, three, and boom, all health bars gone. Oh, my God. Yeah, so 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 Tales of Doom is obviously very swingy. Yeah, uh, sure. and this was a typical Tales of Doom swing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. But you know, Method could have pulled this back. So Method's in a bad position after this because now it's um, they, like they literally Tempo took the bot lane from that play. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, but that but and it's a it's a two alter phase, and Method needs two alters to win. Tempo still needs one alter to win. Mm-hmm. So both teams are in the game. Yeah, sure. Like both teams are just hundred percent in at that point. Especially yeah. if a double altar is spawning. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, so a double altar was spawning. A double altar spawning. Ah. Uh, so this phase can can be good for either team. And they're fighting around the boss. Oh shit. And method get a double kill. Oh <laughs> what? How do they look okay. Yep, that's looking good for them, right? Looking good. 
the problem was instead of turning around to the boss, they went for the team kill. Oh. Because in going for the team kill, they overextended just slightly and they lost um, Irel and Stukov. And that makes it a two for two. So now it's 3v3. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it's not so strong because there's um, a lot of damage on either side and no healing. Yeah, right. Yeah, because both of the supports are gone. Yep. Yeah. And Tempest only needs one altar. Yeah. And they only need one channel to win. Yeah, that's so risky, man. Yeah. So, 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 so Tempest Storm, like, they pulled it off, basically. They, they got the single channel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Good news for them. Good, good game. Mm. Uh, Method could have won. I, I reckon the misplay there was they could have taken the boss instead of, and just, um, ran defense on the altar to make sure they didn't take it because if they had taken the boss and their own altar then they would have won as well yeah sure yeah so if you yeah if you just do that um the, but you also have to disrupt the uh the enemy altar at the same time yeah i think that's okay because they, they had it was 5v3 so they could have done it Ah, uh, yeah sure they could have spread themselves like thin enough like the people that were low go capture the point and then yeah yeah but you know, I wasn't in the game, so um, obviously my my woodly skills would have yeah. totally stolen my fight. <laughs> well, the thing is, right, we wouldn't have gotten up to that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we would have been done before we got there. Like it's it's so easy to say looking looking down on you, like oh yeah, this, this is clearly the play. But yeah, yeah, yeah and like the team kill was also a valid strategy. So because nice. if I had gotten team kill, they also would have won, obviously. Yeah, sure. Um. But yeah, it's it's obviously hard to be in a team fight as a watch team fight. Yep. Moscow Foundry was the final game, mm -hmm. and I have to say, um, it's a bit of a snooze fest for the first ten minutes. I oh, am. Yeah. Like, is is a typical Moscow game, right? Like so, it's like okay, yeah. The first point gets taken, and then it goes here to get this wall, then it gets this wall. And yeah, then sure. They, um, yeah, the standard you know, like they trade back and forth, and then. Point two is the one with the LTs, and then it's all about the under control. Mm, oh, yeah, wow. sure. And then I'm like, okay, um, Method had a really good fight. It was really cool, yeah. and it was during the second during the second point. Um, it was it's like what Tempo Storm did to Method in game two. Method were doing back to Tempo Storm in that team fight because it was twelve versus thirteen. So Tempestorm's feeling overconfident. Yeah, sure, because they're a battalion here. Yeah. Uh, Tempestorm blasts their ultis, and then Method sort of retreats out of the damage, and then Method comes back with all, all of their ultis. It's like, okay, that was your turn, here's our turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it seems like this has happened before somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So that was pretty funny. Now, the really funny thing was... Um, I don't know what, like, because from my basic analysis, actually, from, from your basic analysis as well, what is the most important thing in Volskaya Foundry in terms of, like, timings and whatever? Um, I think the, the, the most important thing in Volskaya is making sure that you have all of your heroic abilities and all your items for when the pad spawns. But in yeah. particular... Um, Making sure that um, you can um, capitalize. Uh, which, uh, I'll say which pad specific. Which pad specifically? Oh, the fucking bottom one, man. Yeah, the third one, right? Yeah, third one for sure. 
Yeah. What would you say if a certain team was in top lane when the when the third pad spawned and they gave half a channel to the enemy team? Oh man. Half a channel's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. As long as you get the value and you get down there immediately. Yeah, yeah, you like, have to get down like there like the straight off. away. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so for half a channel, um, Method gave up Blaze. And Tempo Storm were all in top lane, and they're like, "Okay, let's rotate back down and uh, and get the sneaky thrall." Yep. And I don't know what happened. Like it was like overtime lasted way too long. Because uh... <laughs> it, it was just like they they just kept constantly taking and retaking the point. I'm like, "Oh man, who's gonna get the channel? This is really tense." Because it, it was literally for the game. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I, I look at this, I'm like, this is, this is seriously for the game. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I don't know what to say, man. Method just were able to stand on the point longer. But because, because they waited at the Blaze respawn timer, Blaze came down, rejoined the fight. Oh, man. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, Deckard got, uh, got his um, horagic, enough horagic scrolls off, and Verdun was disruptive enough. And mm, Yeah, they just like found a way. You know what? Yep, they found a way. Hanzo missed the arrow. Oh, this man. Because Blaze bunkered and the arrow sailed over the bunker. Oh, dude. And the disruptor, what is it called? The protector. Infiltrator. Protector came up. Yeah, right. And suddenly Maev and Mafurium were dead. <laughs> yeah, that happens. And when, when protectors come around, people just suddenly die. Yeah, and Tempest Storm lost the game off the third protector. Yeah, shit, man. That, you know what? That happens far too often. Yeah, I think I, I think maybe like third protector might be might need to be nerfed a bit. Like maybe because I'd like to see <laughs> these games go to fourth protector a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because um, because I I feel like Vols guys a bit too a bit too predictable in the meta at the moment. It, it is like I think that's why pros like it as well. They always pick it because you know what you're getting into with Volskaya. Yeah, I, I find it's more of a European thing than an than an NA thing though. I find uh, European teams are more likely at the bigger. moment. Yeah, at the moment it is, but it was really big in NA for a while. Like after mm. the protector buff, it got yeah. pretty. It got pretty. Um. Uh, what is it like? Popular. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so that's it for my series, man. It was a it was a fun series to watch. Yeah, cool. Um, definitely check out the uh, game two if you want to watch um, some ultimate wrestling between Diablo and a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah, man, I gotta see that. I gotta, I gotta see that because I did, I did not watch that game. I didn't watch it, and um, man, I want to see the the Diablo PVE PVE versus pumpkin. It's pretty great. <laughs> cool. All right, man. So it's a funny thing you're talking about Volskaya point three. Mm. Um, because the one that I watched today, which was, I think it was the last one, uh, for day two was, uh, Team Arctalysis versus the Leftovers. The Leftovers. Yeah, man. Leftovers. They're a fucking beast. Yeah, man. I, I was not, you know, ready for how well they, these guys were going to play. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why they got the leftovers. Let's be fair. Yeah, because they're really not. And um, that well, the other thing is, is that that they are in the losers bracket. And I'm looking at these guys play, and I'm like, this is the fucking losers bracket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's gonna happen with like the winners bracket? You know, mm. 
Anyway, so um, yeah, it was Team Octolysis versus Leftovers. And man, uh, game one, guess what? Volskaya Foundry. Hey, Volskaya. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. So um, uh, the thing that I will say overall about the series is that um, it is a really fun series to watch. It was a best of five. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, because it was um, it was the yeah, it was like for a final elimination type of business, and oh, it wasn't yeah. and it wasn't the first round. So yeah, it was a best of five. Um, overall, I thought it was a lot closer than what the results were are going to say, and I definitely think that Team Arctalysis made like the biggest fuck up in the world. Um, oh no! Yeah, dude, oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. So it was game one. It was on. Um, it was on Volskaya, and um, Arctalysis had a uh, Medivh and Garrosh combo, mm-hmm. which was just fucking terrifying. Like. There were like so many cool picks that they got, um, but they couldn't really string too much together because um, the leftovers uh, had a really good like early lead. They got like both of the early protectors, like the, the first two protectors, and they had a bit of a structure lead. But um, but Octalysis kept getting picks, and there was one pick that was just so beautiful. Like you know, Phoenix was you know just doing his like business. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I have returned. I have returned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden. A portal appears, and then a garage appears, and then he's like, you know, not where he wants to be, <laughs> in the middle of the fucking enemy team, and he gets blown up. And this oh, is damn. like right next to their front wall, because he's like, oh yeah, I'm near what? my, fr- I'm near my front wall. This should be totally fine. Nah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, not, nah, not, nah, not. Nah. Like Garrosh went, fu- like went in, flipped him over, and then the entire team was there, and they got the blow up on him like straight away. Jesus. <laughs> yeah i know i saw that i'm like holy shit not even time to tp out what the nah, fuck nah he was flipped and stunned and then stunned again and but yeah they must have already burned his hardened shield right because he's got the shield that he gets every now and then oh dude they just burnt right 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 through it fucking jesus yeah it was intense they they were getting picks and stuff like that but um but they were behind um octalysis were yeah octalysis were behind and the leftovers had a pretty good position. Then, yeah. Joey, the infamous third point. <laughs> the fucking third point again. The third point. <laughs> yeah, so Arctalysis were behind. So they were trying to soak as much as they could to get to the same talent tier, right? And they gave yeah. up like quite a bit of um, uh, of time, of um, capture, uh, capture percentage. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they were just like, okay, what we'll do is we'll let them have it like, you know, the first bit because that's, you know, you, you can easily get it back later and yeah, then, you, you know, and then bust in, right? So it's about 60%, I think, maybe 50%. And they yeah. get and they get the talent here they want. And then I'm like, all right, guys, let's all go right. fight. Because it was a close game up until now. Like, um, you know, th- they weren't that far apart. Yeah. All 20s, let's go. Yeah. Then... They just didn't get on the fucking pad. Octalysis? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> they just didn't get on the pad. Like, they were trying to get on there, but they didn't, like, send a portal in or anything, and no one got a toe on it. And... Hey guys, learn from Overwatch. If you're going to die, die on the point. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, so what happened was, Leftovers just got the protector, jumped in the protector, and then killed the main tank. And then just rode it straight to the core. Of course it did. You know, Eugene, I'm actually thinking right now, 
Arc of the Third Protector in Volskaya, we should call it the Snitch. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the Golden Snitch Protector. Yeah, it's the Golden Snitch Protector. You're right. Once you get it, it's pretty much over. <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> so yeah, man, I am glad that, <laughs> that, that this is a thing. Like, the Third Protector has just happened. It's just struck twice. Yeah. Um, no, that, so, is, yeah. that is literally crazy. Though. Like, I'm like... Octalysis, why? Just get on the point, guys. Yeah. You've got, you got Medivh Portal. That's what it's for. Yeah, I know. I know. And the Medivh had great play as well. Like, the, it was solid portal play all throughout mm. the game. You know, um, so many uh, times they would have died, but portals were around. But then, uh, you know, but then all of a sudden they just didn't get on. So, anyway. Uh, yep. So that was, uh, well. that was game one. Um, game two was uh, on Braxis. Yep. And man, this is the crazy biz. This is where shit gets like real. Is um, so it's a normal draft so far, like at the start. Mm-hmm. And then Octalysis, like in their first round of picks, they pick Moradin and Dahaka. <laughs> right, cool. which, which is like totally standard. Yeah, you wanted yeah. you wanted Dahaka because he's good in lane. You wanted Moradin because he's like a good warrior right now. Yeah. Then the next two picks. A blaze and Karazim. It's a lot of tanks. I was like, man, this is the fucking rapid melee factory right here. Mm-hmm. And the and the left, right. yeah, and the leftovers were like, oh, okay. So I guess we'll pick some range champions. Yeah, <laughs> they they have a they had a phoenix. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they oh well, okay. Octalysis did pick one range. They did pick a Rainer. Um, mm-hmm. But then uh, we had an interesting pick, Joey. We had fucking yeah. Ragnaros being picked up by leftovers. He's back, insects. <laughs> insects. <laughs> cool. And, and so, yeah. Ragnaros. But th- the curious thing was, is that there was no lava wave. No. Oh, what's the point? Yeah, I know. That's what I thought. I'm like, I suppose Molten Core is pretty good for the defense, but... Like that's like a, that's like picking Zeratul and going fucking Nathrazim's cleave or whatever. Yeah, mighter than Narazim. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> whatever one. it's called. He only has one ulti. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he still went Sulfur Smash, and you know what? I think it's a good thing that he went Sulfur Smash because it came in fucking massive almost every oh, yeah? single time. Cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so what was happening was. There's like a lot of health on Octalysis, you know, and a lot of regen yeah. and a lot of bullying potential. And um, man, they were with bull- the Haka Blaze. That's that's crazy. Yeah, they were like bu- they were bullying uh, leftovers around for a long time, and Octalysis actually won the first two Zerg waves. The problem was they did almost nothing with them. Really? Yeah, like. Molten cores came in, like they had the uh, really good wave clear on leftovers side. Um and yeah, they were just able to um get rid of it all essentially. They were just able to um take away the, the Zerg wave and they didn't really get too much out of it. They had a they did have a structure lead with good rotations. Yeah. Um, you know, but their rotations were doing more than anything else would, and they were getting really brazen and brave with uh how they were going, uh, moving around with um, their Rainer. Yeah, sure. So the thing about it was, is that there was a point that it turned around. And I think it was just after heroic abilities because Leftovers just had a much better team fight. I see. 
Like, so, and there was one team fight in particular that was just so nuts. That was, it was just fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really tense part in the game uh, where the, um, where I think that the next Zerg wave either would have pushed Octalysis to be able to get the win. Um, or obviously if, um, if at any point, um, leftovers got a Zerg wave, it would have been fucking crazy because they had a gray main and a Phoenix, um, and are, um, you know, which are like two people that are really, really good at taking down structures, especially gray main. So anytime they get a Zerg wave, it would have been really good for them. So what, you know, the teams are like even leveled and they're all at the top shrine. Like they're all about to like clash heads with each other and they go in. Oh man, yeah. They, yeah, they go yeah. in so tense. Yeah. And Octalysis, they go in rapid melee factory, they bust in seven sided, <laughs> seven sided, get the blow up on Diablo. Like yeah. this hundred souls Diablo like explodes. No way. Yeah. That and, never happens. Okay. Yeah, but then the fucking turnarounds. No. Oh what? The leftovers just like dump all of their ulties. You know, they had to stay a while and listen. They have the salvo. Uh, they have the oh. sulfurous oh and oh. and then Greymane just like goes you know fucking goes in and goes for the throat and they just obliterate everybody how do you get through all that health though you got muradin blaze to harker yeah i don't know muradin was already a bit low um Karazim seven-sided right yeah went seven-sided yeah well damn yeah i know so yeah, dude, they just uh maybe it was Johanna. It was Johanna Morden. I don't think it matters too much which one. Yeah, it like they both have high fucking health. Um yeah. yeah, they just got through all of them and then they took the Zerg wave and then they won the game. Hey. Gotta be in it to win it. Yeah. Holy shit though. <laughs> uh-huh. God damn. Yeah, so 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 like... so Smash MVP. Oh yeah, man. It really came in clutch in that last fight. Um because yeah. after the stay a while, because uh, Blaze tried to put a bunker down, but the stay a while and listen prevented them from getting in the bunker, and then the Sulfurous mm. Smash stunned them all afterwards. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, so they couldn't they couldn't retreat anywhere, and then all the damage came in, and yeah, it was really nuts. I gotta say, I really underestimated the um, isolation potential of stay a while and listen, because just that huge range sleep is really good. Oh yeah, man, it is, it is really good for some isolation if you have, like, coordinated teammates who don't fuck it up. Which we never fucking do. Oh yeah, like we never do. So yeah, man, I was I was so excited for the Octalysis draft. I was like, fuck yeah, Rapid Billy Factory. Um, <laughs> uh, but then they just got destroyed <laughs> yeah. in the late game in a in a late game team fight, you know, and it was pretty tense. So, um, yeah, that was that was the highlight. So if you ever want to watch a Rapid Billy Factory do its thing, but then ultimately fail, um, it's a good it's a good game for you. Well, it's a good counter to Rapid Melee Factory. I guess we can say that. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is a good counter. They just played really well around it. So um, I think if you if you want to see a good counter to that type of play style, you can, you can see it in action. Um, as well, how to play it properly. Um, because in the start, they were actually getting a lot of the Zerg waves, but uh, they weren't able to capitalize on them very much. Cool waves. Mm. Um. The next one, game three, uh, was pretty uneventful. It was a battlefield of eternity. And mm-hmm. um, the big thing was that uh, Calamity Lee Ming did a shit ton of work in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, the, le- the Leftovers ultimately won. 
But um, yeah, that Calamity Li Ming was just doing all sorts of crazy biz and getting all sorts of resets um, because they um, Octalysis were running um, Sergeant Hammer and Hanzo. Calamity Li Ming is a... I, I think it's like play of the game Li Ming, right? Because yeah. <laughs> just so much damage. Yeah, dude, it was so much and damage. It looks really good on highlight reels as well. This like, is Li Ming teleporting around killing bitches. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what was happening. <laughs> like at one point i think she was like ended up over the wall but then calamity back over and got a kill on somebody and then got the reset and like oh yeah it was kind of nuts like it was just in if you ever want to see a team do macro play really well and followed up by good micro play uh that that's a good one um the leftover yeah, sure. is just like completely outclassed it was even possibly the draft of um of team octalysis in that one um okay yeah there were some good fights from octalysis and like hanzo is really scary when he goes full w build uh on that particular map sorry was it hanzo versus sergeant hammer no no hanzo and sergeant hammer were on the same team okay i think it was i think i think it was Li ming and phoenix all right who were on uh the leftovers side yeah 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 yeah, so, um, yeah, it was kind of nuts. Uh, the leftovers uh ended up easily taking that game. It was another like big team fight win. Um, and then they were able to um to get a good protector and then take the game afterwards. Uh, not a protector, immortal. Immortal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was essentially just uh, the leftovers outclassing the uh, Octalysis in that particular game. And man, it was a three. It was a three zero. You know, you, it sounds like it was a hard fought three three zero though. Like I, I don't think Octalysis really gave them any um, gave them much room to breathe, right? No, no, they really didn't. And especially game one is the part where I think they just fucked it so hard for themselves. Is like mm. if you just get on the point and maybe have a chance of winning, maybe take down some people, then it might not be a guaranteed win. But well, it yeah. would have gone to game four, right? And um, is like if, okay, so game three is the one that you, that they just lost. Yes, but game one they could have brought it back. Game two, it sounds like it was just a draft thing where they went for strategy and it didn't quite work. Yeah, well, yeah, they it didn't it didn't quite work out for them. the The one fight that happened then was the time when it could have turned around and they could have got yeah. a victory. Um, that because they needed a few picks first because um, um what is it leftovers weren't get weren't doing any 5v5 fights they were always yeah, split sure. up a bit but yeah it was finally time for the 5v5 and then you know if they won that one then sure they could have done some serious work but yeah they got turned around on them it didn't really work that way so i mm -hmm. think it could have done it could have gone well but it was definitely an oddball strategy yeah sure sure mm. well there'll always be another western clash sorry Dallas. yeah so um, that leaves the hope of NA down to um, Team Freedom, actually, of all people. <laughs> Good luck against Dignitas. Yeah, oh. because um, oh man, the like the other ones, fucking Heroes Hearth, didn't even make it in. <laughs> Sorry, noobs. <laughs> yeah, so we are down to only four teams remaining, and um, man, it's it's looking it's looking good. Yeah, looking good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I'm really looking forward to see what happens. 
of all the teams, I didn't think Team Freedom would be the one that's going to be like in the top four. If you asked me, it would have been Tempest Storm or Heroes Hearth or something like that. But yeah, I would have said Tempest Storm from NA. Yeah, but man, uh, but Team Freedom has been like fucking crushing it. Yeah, well, good for them, man. Yeah. Uh, are they currently number one seed in NA? No, I believe that's Heroes Hearth. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was well, a bit surprised. Yeah, definitely. Um, the one thing that I will point out, though, is that Heroes Hearth went too well against Liquid. Um, yes. That's all, that's <laughs> yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a fair thing to say. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, and Octalysis as well. They just fucking destroyed Tempo Storm. It was kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I th man, I think we were talking at the time, and, oh, fan, he was not a happy dude. Holy shit. Mm. Like at the end of game three, Fan was just like going off, like the arms were going everywhere. He he like didn't even I like because the, they were coming over to like shake hands, and Fan was just like blah, 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 like just going off the entire fucking time. It was so out of character. Uh, I mean, when you're having a bad day, you're having a bad day, right? Like, yeah, I know. That's I, like that's I understand. <laughs> yeah, me too. I I completely understand, but I'm just like, oh man, having a bad day. Yeah. Well, it's um that was. That was similar to what we saw in the fighting game scene, right? There was some guy flipping off the crowd at the fighting. Oh fighting yeah, game right. Um, yeah, yeah, it was um, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some controversy over the picks in, um, yeah, in one of the tournaments. Controversy. Yeah, controversy. Anyway, um, so yeah, that um, that really brings us to the end of our talk about the western clash we still have um what one two three four games to go yeah yeah they're all they're all happening tomorrow but you know we have to work for a living so 40 hours a week yeah. don't get a job <laughs> guys. yeah anyway um yeah so we really can't catch them but you know i'll definitely be watching the vods to see how it all goes down yeah same time uh, I need to know who wins. Yeah, Method. Yeah, well, it's between Dignitas, Leftovers, Method, and Team Freedom. So um, there's a good representation of EU there. Um, yeah. I think, right. I think Dig might take it. Mm. I, think, I think they might. They are looking pretty strong. Yeah. Oh. So um, of Leftovers and Method, uh, they have a pretty long road ahead of them if they actually want to get to the finals because... They have to fight the losers of Dignitas and Freedom, which I don't see as, um, you know, being very good, especially seeing as a leftovers lost to them on the on, on the second day. Yeah, I mean, they are the leftovers. Like, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> they are playing really well, though, from... Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Leftovers can definitely take it. Because like, yeah. I remember, um, it was it uh, Zombies? Not Zombies. Uh, somebody had had a dream run through the EU playoffs. So I'm like, man, these guys are the best. Oh uh, yeah, right, right. I f I forget who it was. No, uh, yeah, it's it, it, it. I can look up later, but it was it, it was really funny. Like anything can happen in EU. Never mm. catch chickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It only takes one positioning misstep to to lead to a godly play that like flips the whole game. Yep, yep. Always, always wait. You know. Side note. I'm I'm actually just glad we uh we don't have a surrender button in Heroes. Yeah, me too. I um 
there are there are good points for and against it, but like from going for League of Legends where people look, oh, surrender twenty, you know, or just like you know, wanting to like remake the game and all this other bullshit, like remakes yeah. only make sense when it's like the first five minutes in somebody's left. It's like okay, well, I don't want to spend forty five minutes losing, so like I get that. Yeah, me too. But, but um, in in the heroes context where you get a bot anyway. And, like, you can sort of play around the bot, and you can just always win. It's just, you know, you see so many what-the-fuck moments where it's, like, the enemy's literally hitting the core, and they yeah. end up losing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that has happened. That has happened more times than I think it should, but, you know, <laughs> it, ha- but it, it happens. happens. It happens even in pro games. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that is the crazy thing, is that, like, yeah... There's even been like base races in um in pro games. Yeah, um, um, and you know, let's not forget fucking Towers of Swing, where you can get fucking, you know, twenty points versus two points, and the two point team wins because they just hit every fucking tower. Yeah, yeah, that can happen. I think like every altar. I think we won a game where we had one shot left on our fucking core, and like we just brought around and won every single one after that. Yeah. And you seem like complacent. There's never a drop, and you just keep picking them off. I think the opposite also happened to us one time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't choose to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just thinking about. It, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. Didn't I get mad because I was like, they literally had to get every single other one, and they did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they get mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure an empty can of Coke Zero flew across the room. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was half empty. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, esports at home? Yeah, man. Um, so the big thing that I wanted to have a quick talk about um, is about knowing your opponent. Mm-hmm. So I, I really um, I really got a, a bit of a sniff of this for the, uh, the quote that I had from, um, from Carla. Yeah. So he had a really good analysis about what was going to be happening in game three um, of, of that particular game that I saw with Octalysis and Leftovers. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I was saying he was a wizard where he just said, you know, this is how the team fight's going to go down and whatnot. Um, and I was just like, oh, man. And then, you know, so what he said was, is that Leftovers... Uh, oh no, he said Octalysis want a long a long game because they have they had Dahaka and they had Hanzo and Sergeant Hammer. So yep. they wanted the fight to be really long and elongated so that Dahaka could get maximum value and that the consistent damage of Sergeant Hammer would start to be a thing and Hanzo could do could do his biz on the uh on the immortal. Yeah. And then he said, but the leftovers, they want a really fast fight. They want to come in they want to do the damage and then they want to get out, um, yeah. you know, to try and disrupt what um, Octalysis were trying to do. So in my mind, it was two teams that um, where one of them had a really, really obvious goal and the other team adapted to that situation and were able to um, do a strategy that, that counted it or do a strategy that was good against it. Yeah, sure. And it, you know, it really, it really showed how they outclassed them in that game, where they were able to uh, conduct a good macro strategy of we want to get in and we want to take the fight. 
We just want to fight at the Immortal. We don't want to let this drag on. We want to go in. We want to, you know, uh, do the business. We want to get this over with and get out before you guys can start to get value. And it just got me thinking about um, that we can actually bring this into our home games, especially in a draft or even just a little bit before we get started when we're looking at the loading screen. Mm -hmm. And so some of the things that I thought that we could take away from this is when you see an enemy team, you have to think to yourself, well, what are these guys trying to do? So I'm, I'm thinking about this, like, if I see, like, a Genji Thrall. Yeah. Like, what does Genji Thrall want to do? They, like, mm. uh, Thrall's going to come in, swing his dick around, dump an earthquake on the floor, <laughs> and then Genji's going to, like, Yeah, he's just going to smack, like smack it on the floor and then an earthquake happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's basically how, how Thrall works. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He gets his, his green boy out, and, and everything starts shaking. Yep. Um, and then Genji's gonna just start switch tracking around and, and try and get his, get his resets up. Yep, absolutely. Right? And if you know that's gonna happen, then you can look at your team's kit and look at how you're gonna start working around that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like, um, I think the other big thing, uh, which you just naturally pointed out, was um, which character has is gives us the most trouble. Hmm. So I think in particular in that Leftovers versus Octalysis game, they quickly identified that Hanzo and Sergeant Hammer were going to give them the most trouble in that game. They didn't care about the Haka. They didn't care about um, the Warrior. I believe it was Johanna. Like what, what they found was that we're going to lose because these guys are going to be able to do their business. Yeah. Yeah. So it's another th like like that. that's another part. So in your example, like... If you look at if you're thinking about Thrall or Genji, it it depends on which one you think is more of a nuisance. If you are talking about pros, then it's obviously Genji. But if you're talking about Wood League, it's gonna be it's gonna be Thrall, <laughs> the invincible shaman. Yeah, the invincible ah! shaman that doesn't die and swings his dick around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you know that was <laughs> that, that was a thing. Um, and then not only that, um, the point that I wanted to make as well is about when are they actually going to try and execute their strategy? Like level 16 versus level 13 versus level 10? Yeah, like um, it's not so much about the level power spike, um, but it's um, when does it really come online and when can it do what it's meant to do? So um, there, were, there are some level power spikes. So like the Hanzo, when he gets to level 7 is when the W build really starts to kick off. Yeah. Um, and then uh, secondly as well, like, are they only good around the objective? Right, right, right. Like um, Alex Trazer on Infernal Shrines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Alex Trazer on Infernal or even Kerrigan or um, Sonya on Infernal. Like, they're, they're okay outside of the uh, shrine. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. yeah, but like when they get on there, that's when they're really doing the shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. So it, I think it is important to note, to note that and be like, well then, can I actually do something with this? Can I actually go, well, I know that Kerrigan's going to go this, you know, going to go onto the shrine and start leaping everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Is, is there any way that we can sort of stop this? And I think that's a really good lesson to take into our games. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And the last part as well, what you alluded to, um, is what do the team fights look like? <laughs> That's the hardest thing to predict. It is. It is the hardest thing to predict. I know. 
Um, one person that I'm gonna uh, reference here is um, one of the podcasters and streamers that I like, uh, Kyle Ferguson from Into the Nexus. Oh, yeah. Man, um, some of his YouTube videos where he uh, analyzes somebody else's play, maybe it's a silver or a gold or something like that, and he lets them know things that they can improve on and do well. Um, mm-hmm. The part that I found the most interesting is, like, obviously I enjoyed the commentary about, you know, what they should have done and when they should have done it. But the uh, the other thing that he really brought was about just analyzing what is going to happen in a team fight. And he looked at this team, and then the way that he pointed it out was, is like, so three out of the five people on this team have a large circle ability that they're going to put on the ground. And I just never thought about it that way. And I'm just like, yeah, so, you know, you're going to have to stay spread out. You're going to have to have to stay away from the rest of your teammates because they're going to want to put all of these circles everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think that was uh, another thing about knowing your opponent um, and about, you know, what what are the fights going to look like and, and how do we do this? So um, one big one that I like to take into my games, what I'm doing it is... Um, I look at the supports to be able to say what type of fight is it going to be. Mm, like whether it's going to be super sustained or like super bestie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, right now in the meta, we're really, got, um, we're really uh, somewhere in the middle of bursty and sustained at the moment. Kerosene all day, every day. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, not to, uh, man, I really like the Kerosene's back in, but um, oh fuck, is it bursty? Yeah, it's so bursty. Yeah. Uh, and it's always seven-sided, and it always melts a tank. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. It's all, man. It's it's really. It seems really fun to execute. You know. Yeah. If I can, ex- if I can ever execute it, I'll I'll be the first to <laughs> come on this podcast and let you guys know about it. Man, I remember when we first started, and we were being like idiots, and we got the rapid melee factory, and I was yeah, the only one that wanted to play support, and then you're like, EG, Arizim. <laughs> and i'm like all right man all right all right all right let's do this and um yeah i went seven-sided every single time yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it still counts as a melee ability it does it does this um, is one of his melee abilities with range <laughs> yeah yeah in the animation he's kicking them that's uh, i'm gonna say that yeah he is he is you're right you're yeah. right but um but yeah i just um i, I really wanted to take that to take that uh, away from the games that I saw this time is that, you know, go in with a, a strategy, mm. you know, look yeah, at like always be thinking, don't, uh, don't just be passively reacting, hoping your skills will make you through. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, I think that's a big thing that I like to bring into all of our games is like, I sort of, you know, have to look and see, this is what we should be doing. Yeah. You know, to try and counteract what's happening. And I don't know, I don't know. We haven't really played in a little while, but you know, I, I, I can remember. I'm always saying, "Oh, we should look out for this, or we should do that, or you know." Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be fair, though, we did watch all of Dragon Ball Super. And that was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. I do not regret any of that. No. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Super, really good. They have a two for three tail TV highway sometimes. Oh man! So- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. So yeah, check out for their JB Hi-Fi sales. And um, if anybody is uh, into getting it legit and English dubbed, um, the new DVD is coming out in two days. Yeah, boy. But 
that is less important than World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, I'll do. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's be real here. Um, I'm uh, I'm on the white train. Yeah. Oh man, I'm hot on the white train. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so man, do you have do you have anything else uh, that you wanted to bring about uh, esports at home? Uh, the main thing I wanted to say from watching Method versus Tempest Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, doubling down on the team kill doesn't always work. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it doesn't always work. Doesn't always work, even if you're the best team in in Europe or like the third best. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that your team kill is gonna go, gonna get pulled off. Yep. And never ignore Volskaya point three. Oh man, like, Volskaya uh, point three. I don't care how big the advantage you think you're gonna get is, even if you think you're gonna get core, just pull off the core because point three has just spawned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, it's so infamous. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like invading Russia in the winter. Like, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, point three is. Um, I think point three is a bit OP. Like, like I'm I, I'm gonna say because I, I watched too many Volskaya games now. Where I'm like, yeah, okay, now it goes to point three, and then whoever gets point three wins. And it doesn't matter what happened on point one or two. No, it generally doesn't. Mm. <laughs> uh, and whoever has the most guns wins. Yeah, like like point one and two is all about getting the item advantage for point three. Yeah, I think I completely agree with that. <laughs> Every everything leads up to to point three. Yeah, mm. that's it for me. All right, man. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Yes, yes, we finally did it. We're, we're back. I have returned. Yes, we have returned. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, yeah. Thank, thank you for joining me, Joey. So, um, guys, if you want to contact us over on our, on our podcast, you can send us an email. We are chilledpodcast at gmail dot com, uh, and we are also on Twitter, um, chilledpodcast at chilledcast. Uh, you can also find our previous fourteen episodes over on jhray dot com slash chilled, um, as well as some other interesting things, which uh, Joey will mention next. Joey, so, what can we find? At jhrader.com. Yep, my premier website, jhrader.com, where you can find all of my programming development and work, including the entire catalog of the Chilled Esports series. Mm-hmm. Um, it is all coded from scratch, and you can get your very own membership to jhrader.com. It currently does nothing. Yep. <laughs> but you will have a membership. You'll be part you'll of have a membership. Ch- you'll be part of the yep. Chilled Esports team. Uh, you'll be fact, in the database. Yep. I collect your data. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just the username. That's like, what can I do with it? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So yep. Yeah, uh, so that's where you can get all that stuff. I'm I'm thinking as well, Joey, that we might get a community happening for the podcast. Community. Yeah, a, a Blizzard community. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we could for any of our yeah. listeners. Absolutely. Um, as well, I'm thinking of starting a gaming series called Woodley Gaming. Ooh. So you'll be able to see my actual real life footage of me dumping around in Wood League. Yep, excellent. Excellent. Um 
on that note as well, I will be I will be starting to stream very soon over on twitch.tv slash OvalteenGene if anybody is interested. Uh, you can also find me over on Twitter at OvalteenGene if you ever want to chat or send me a tweet. Awesome stuff. All right. That brings us to the end. The end. Stay right. easy, stay breezy, guys. Yep. Thanks. Cheers, everybody. See you later.